Hello, everybody. My name is Daniel Prince, and I am the host of the Once Bitten podcast. This is a podcast focused on Bitcoin. It's my mission to interview as many people as I can around the different aspects of Bitcoin and help people understand exactly what Bitcoin could mean for them and for their families and for their future. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for listening. Hello, everybody. Really looking forward to this show. Today's guest is Timothy Allen, who, if you've ever watched the Human Planet series run by the BBC, Tim was the lead photographer of that series, took some of the most iconic pictures, still to this day, that originate from that series. And he's a Bitcoiner. And he's here to talk about stacking sats and everything Bitcoin. So I really, really looking forward to getting into this one. And thank you, Tim, for taking the time. Little context, Tim and I met because we, we, we took SAFE's course, SAFEDN Amus, SAFEDN.com. We took SAFE's course, his Austrian economics courses. And each week, SAFE runs a forum where we all get together and just discuss ideas and topics. And uh, there, there was there was Tim, and there's a few other amazing people. It's full of amazing people from all around the world, where we just discuss so many different things, and uh, you know, just bounce ideas off safe. So uh, that that's an unofficial shill for for safe courses and and what he's doing beyond his books and his writing. So definitely go and check that out. Um, I will do a little bit of um, real housekeeping where, you know, I'm a big fan of the uh, of the boys, the Britcoiners over at coinfloor.co.uk forward slash bitten, where Obi and the gang are doing an amazing job and helping the Britcoiners stack their sats. And across the pond, our brothers, our sisters, our cousins doing an amazing job in the US, swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten. Go and start stacking your sats with these guys. Have you seen the team they have put together? It's unbelievable. Uh, Jan and Corey have both been on the show. So have Reed and Andy and Breedlove and Gigi and uh, Brecky uh, and Brady. The the I mean the, I, I'm not sure there's that many Bitcoiners left in the space that aren't helping this company in some way, shape, or form. Even Stephen Cole uh, and Stefan Levera, it's it's amazing. Uh, so go check out Swan. Big news, they are now regulated in New York. So if you are listening from New York and you have been listening from New York, I really appreciate it. You can go start stacking with Swan. They've circumnavigated the issues there. Let's get into this one with Tim. Really appreciate you guys listening. Make sure you reach out on Twitter and enjoy the show. Catch you after. Hey guys, welcome to this edition of the Once Bitten podcast. And joining us today is uh, award-winning photographer, very well known for the Human Planet series, Tim Allen. But above all, he's a Bitcoiner. And uh, really, really looking forward to getting into this discussion with you, Tim. But first of all, it looks as though you have somebody else to introduce. So uh, over to you, Tim. Thanks for joining us. I, uh, thanks for having us. Um, yeah, I, I, it's not just me. I've got my eldest daughter here, um, Alice, 
she's not. She's actually how old are you, Alice? Eight. Eight. And um, I she she heard that I was doing this, and she heard that your daughter asks likes asking the first question. She asked if she could ask a question because I told I, I told her something actually about you, um, and um, she was interested. Now it it may not be true, but actually, let's see. Do you want to ask ask him a question? Hi, Alice. How are you? At home, I like pretending that I'm a teacher. And I like teaching my brother and sister. Um, I wanted to ask you if it's hard homeschooling your children. Is that right? <laughs> you do, you do you homeschool? Like I, I yes. read somewhere that you that you homeschool. Or oh, you're definitely into homeschooling anyway. Um, Correct. And and that's a, that's a very good question. That's a very good question, Alice. Uh, first of all. I've got two of my daughters here. Lauren is here as always, and Caitlin is here. And Caitlin's the oldest, and she used to like to play teachers and is still very yeah. bossy. <laughs> True. <laughs> so, um, well, here's, here's, here's my take, and then I'll let the girls talk about homeschooling. Um, the, it's a common misconception. Uh, it's, it's, it's very... People think when they think about homeschooling, they just think about school at home. So they think, oh, it's just like school, but it's at home. And mummy and daddy is the teacher and they've got a blackboard and they've got the chalk and they're going to teach us maths at nine o'clock and then they're going to teach us history at 10 o'clock and then we go out and play a little bit. Um, and that that is a very common mistake that everybody makes, adults included. Uh, homeschooling is a completely different mindset. And um, it's, it's much more about letting or understanding what the child is interested in and what they're going to be prepared to put work into. And then as a parent, getting in the way when you need to get in the way just to add the tools to, to help that learning progress and um, try and nurture whatever it is that, that you like to do. That sounds exactly like Daniel. The conclusion we came to over lockdown, which was basically let him play for for, for right. three months, so, <laughs> and and they, and by the end of the three months, they'd learn more. I wouldn't say you know history or you know anything like that, but they'd learn more skills, just general skills, even silly things like riding a bike. One of my my youngest, you know, we've been pestering him to run ride a bike for ages, and then during lockdown, he. Got it very very quickly, you know. But but all those things, um, yeah. We 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 kind of came to that conclusion, didn't we? That the school format um, works well at school, but not at home. Yeah, and it's it's a big shame that when, when we went into lockdown, I was very uh, happy that people would get to experience a chance to to experience homeschooling with a free ticket, if you will, because it's very. You have to face a lot of social pressures if you decide to homeschool on, on your own back. But actually what ended up happening was school at home and the schools just sending emails, you need to do this, you need to email it back. And it, it was very damaging for a lot of relationships. A lot of um, uh, families suffered with that. And that for anyone that's listening, that isn't homeschooling. Uh, it, homeschooling is a completely different mindset. It's fun. It's fun. It's actually fun. We got Alice is like, uh, well, she won't mind me saying this. She's very, she's an A grade student, let's say, 
And after lockdown, we got a, a letter from the school saying they were really disappointed that she hadn't done any work over lockdown. And we took that's our little badge of a badge of honour now because uh, yes. they don't know what they're talking about. In all honesty, <laughs> I hope they're not listening to this, but they don't. It's it's complete nonsense. Sometimes they come back from school and tell us what they've been learning, and I just think, oh well, you know. You know, what can I do, <laughs> do about yeah. that? It's just, it's, it's crazy. But anyway. So, right, guys, do you have a question for Tim and Alice? First of all, mm-hmm. uh, so my question was, um, what was your favorite thing to uh, to shoot? Like, um, shoot with a camera, not a <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, ever, ever, like any, yeah. any, ever. Oh, my God. Ever. Um, you better say Alice. <laughs> Funnily enough, that's kind of all I, you know, I do do that a lot these days. My favourite thing that I've ever shot. Um, it's very, I mean, actually shooting things, as in at, when you're actually at work, um, they kind of all sort of, you know, meld into one, really. And they're all enjoyable. Um, it's more about the kind of stories around you know, the things that you do and what, what happens on the other side of the camera, the, the fun bits. Because to be honest, a camera is a, is a very big um, barrier between you and what's going on. And when you stick your eye inside, you know, in the little hole at the back and look through it, you kind of bail out of real life at that particular moment. And, and so my fonder memories come from before and after. And um, I don't. I, I wouldn't say I've got a favourite one. I loved. I've loved so many of the things I've done. Um, uh, to, to pinpoint one would just be crazy. Uh, um, you know, uh, uh, the, 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 I don't know. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I've had some amazing experiences in. You know, in Mongolia, I've gone. I've gone to Mongolia many times, and you know, uh, part of the reason why I keep going back is because I've got some very solid close relationships with some people there that i spend a lot of time with who who live a very unusual life you know they're nomads and we we have amazing experiences you know regularly um they're, but they're just normal life it's just being with you know around people that inspire you um by the way they live and those kind of people do so i, I can't really pinpoint it i probably think of that uh, in about 25 minutes and and I'll, I'll i'll promise i'll remind your dad what it is but i can't think of it at the moment sorry <laughs> and how about you lauren do you have a question i uh, know okay uh on, why lauren. did you decide to uh why did you decide to become a photographer um i don't even really remember deciding to become a photographer to be honest i i remember taking photos like do you take photos on your have you got a mobile phone or a camera um well i have my old sister's phone what we normally play on and sometimes yes i do take photos right well the same reason you take photos is the same reason i take photos and i can't really put my finger on it i i've 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 thought about it over the years and for me personally um i i really enjoy showing people what i've seen it, it you can boil it down to that 
And um, because I love it, I mean, I don't go and photograph things that I'm not really interested in. I, I always shoot things that I, I really like. And as a result, I'm, I'm really happy to show it to other people. And that's what photography is. It's a, it's a process of showing what you've seen to, to, to somebody else. Um, so so I, I just like doing that. It's a, it's a, it's a form of um, – it's a language without getting too – deep but it's a way of communicating things to people just like speaking is you 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 can communicate with with pictures and and sound you know and sound and um so yeah i i i just it just happens it just suits my my way of life really plus then one day you realize that you can make a living out of it which is a uh, an unusual thing to realize because if it's something you like doing anyway and then you realize someone's well, people start paying you money for it, um, and and that is obviously then the spurs you on even more. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. Wow. Do, do you have any, um, Alice? Do you do you have any other questions? Uh, me, I, I I haven't. No, you got a question, Alice? You probably want that. Can I can I ask Alice a question? Yeah. Yeah. Alice, how how much does your daddy talk about Bitcoin at home? Uh, a lot. Yeah, uh, same here. <laughs> Sometimes we can't hold it, so then we just say, go into another room. But you listen to me, don't you? Sometimes. <laughs> mum, mum <laughs> listens to me sometimes. Oh, um, it's not that interesting. I think, funnily enough, my middle daughter will be the one that really, that really sort of takes it, takes off, I think. Uh, mm. Holly's... Um, very interested in currency and money and like she's a saver she's a low time preference person she, she like Alice how much money have you saved up seven pounds, seven pounds right <laughs> Holly's got like 200 pounds and every time she gets a birthday she she decides or like for example we went to see my my mum her grandma the other day and she gave everyone five pounds to spend in the shop you know and Holly saved most of hers, you know, and, and all the others just bought something immediately. Um, so I think the Bitcoin lifestyle suits her. I think all of my kids will 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 it'll be a part of their lives, but um, but certainly Holly will probably be the one that I, that may come faster to it. Let's say. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm a well, bit, Alice- I'm a Bitcoin bore at home for sure. Well, most of the time, you know what it's like. I, I end up just turning to the internet for people <laughs> that I can relate to, <laughs> and in real life, actually, <laughs> recently we've we've started actually having meetups and stuff, which is the first time I've ever done that in in the last since locked. Uh, no, when did I start going down to Cardiff? Uh, it was like I don't know. I had I just had a realization in the last year or so that actually I should probably reach out to people in the real world about this, you know. And and um, unfortunately, yeah. Then then coronavirus sort of slapped a no on that. <laughs> but we do subversively still meet up when we're not supposed to. It's quite good fun. Nice, a Bitcoin speakeasy club. I love it. All right, girls. Do you have any uh, further questions? Uh, no. Okay. I think that's it for both of us. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, do you want to say uh, good night? Okay. Well, good night. Nice to meet you both. Bye. Good luck with everything. Enjoy your interview. Thanks for your question, Alice. Okay, bye. Bye. (laughs) Nice to meet you. Oh, that's better. Yeah, sorry about that. I, um, 
I, I, I had six down, and, and I think we've gone back an hour recently. I was just out on a walk. Uh, on a, I was having an amazing walk, actually. I was just listening to the latest TFTC. Um, with, right. It's, it's incredible. Have you? I, I can't even remember the name of the guy. It's a guy from Lightning Labs. And I've not listened to that one yet. I I just thought. I mean, it, I knew that I'm I'm I saw. You know, I'm really interested in that new pool thing that they're doing. You know, the kind of channel pool because uh, I run a node here just behind us there, and I ch- I took a little d- five minute dive into the you know to the documentation, and I I just I can't get my head around it. I can't understand. I couldn't understand how to get it up and running. So. Um, I thought, oh, I'll check this. He's he's talking to Marty Ben, you know, and I'll give it a listen. And it's a three-hour podcast. I've just been out for a three-hour walk over the hills that wow. way. Um, but it's it's a it's, it's it's about so much more that podcast. It really is a a great deep dive into, um, you know, what what Bitcoin is. You know how you always. You can peel every year. You get to peel back a few more layers on it, and it always surprises you that you could that you never yeah, thought yeah. about a certain aspect of it. And and I just had another couple of layers peeled back by some dude talking about you know talking about it from a completely different perspective. And it's yeah, it's just it's just it's such amazing. I highly recommend that particular podcast, especially up in the hills with the sunset. It was amazing. We had an amazing sunset here, and. Um, uh, you know, Bitcoin like, is certainly certainly the gift that keeps on giving, and it's just like you like you say. Every time you learn something new, it blows your mind again. Uh, so, who I'm trying to find the 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 episode so we can shill it properly. Right, it's it's, it, it's literally just dropped. Um, oh, so uh, Morgan Rochard? No. No, it's author of personal finance quick start. No, Morgan. Oh no, Ryan Gentry. Because it's over there being a being an internet connection yeah. at the moment. Here you go, right? Ryan Gentry. My my feed was slow to update, so it's Ryan Gentry on Tales from the Crypt with Marty. Uh, all right, I'm downloading. I look forward to getting into that. It's it's um, it's one of those. I've had a few. I mean, I really I I really do like their podcast. I think he's he's. You know, no, no disrespect to yours, of course, or whatever. But, but they are, they are like very. They, I, I get, get kind of, they're kind of like the unsung heroes of the podcasting world in Bitcoin because there's, there's a few large players who, who basically chase all the big names around, and then there's Tales from the Crypt, which is just, you know, top class content doesn't really matter who's speaking or who's on it it's just great and also they they don't chase the big name so but they find the the lesser known ones uh you know who are just as interesting um but um but yeah i i, I every time a new one drops i'm always mildly excited and i find a, i always find something to do so i can put it on my headphones and go off like mow the lawn for a couple of hours or go for a walk or just because they're really you know podcasting has changed my life completely you know listening to podcasts it's it's completely blown my mind in the last how long has it been going about three years or something it, it's changed everything right, right. it's literally changed yeah, yeah. everything you know I'm exactly the same. And uh, Matt and Marty have done so much. 
and I was really, I was blown away. I asked them both to come on the show separately. And if you've not listened to the episodes with, with Marty um, and Matt, definitely check them out because I've not heard them interviewed that many times on, on other people's podcasts for, for whatever reason. And uh, it's just great to, Marty's got a great story about his caca, uh, which I've never heard him uh, talk about before, but he explains to me where that comes from. And, uh, and Matt and I had a great, had a great chat. I think Lauren's on that show for about 20, 25 minutes talking with Matt. It's, um, it's brilliant. Uh, so where, where we live here, we live in the middle of bloody nowhere, but at night here, there are owls everywhere around here and our house is just on its own. And even if there was an owl about three miles away, you can normally hear them hooting. And in the summer, uh, I, we have almost, well, especially over the summer holidays, almost every night we have a fire outside and I inevitably end up sitting up late and I often listen to, you know, TFTC and I, 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 I keep promising myself one day I'm going to create, create my first Bitcoin meme and, and actually get a real owl to hoot at the right moment <laughs> when he does it. But um, yeah, that's one. I, that's probably my my the drunk me who, after a few beers, sitting around the fire, thinking, "Yeah, this will definitely work. I'll, it'll definitely work." But it never, <laughs> never seems to happen. Oh come on, man! Don't hold back. We need memes. We need there, there's there's always space for new memers and like an award winning photographer. Come on, bring bring it. We need you. <laughs> well, let's go back to that. Let, let, like, you know, award-winning photographer, I, and I'm sure you downplay it, but for for us mere mortals, like the the shit you've done is unreal. Like, you know, unbelievable. I was a big fan of the Human Planet thing when when that came out, and uh, to to be to be talking to you now and to to know that uh, you're a Bitcoiner as well is um, you know an uh, an honor and a pleasure. Um, how did you? That that is some low time preference shit right there. Like <laughs> you you know if you're like f- photographing animals, for example. I mean, how what was the longest time you've sat alone contemplating life, waiting for? Like, well, uh, I don't do a lot of animals, to be honest. I mean, you know that I, it's 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 mainly people, the you know the human animal. But um, we we do do pretty long shoots sometimes. Um, you know you know, six weeks, you know, I, I mean, when I shot human planet, I was on the road for two years and, um, because I, th- we had a very tight schedule. So we had to do, you know, I couldn't come home to the UK in between a lot of the shoots because uh, there just wasn't time. So the whole thing just blurred into one I actually nearly made me lose my mind a couple of times, just from going, jumping around time zones and doing, you know, really strange journeys from like africa to australia or you know like you know they're not direct flights you have to take about three or four flights and um and then time zones can really mess with your head but um but yeah i don't tend to do any of that sitting around in a hide waiting for a um waiting for a camel to fart or whatever you know i it's it's more um um well, I mean, these days it's films. Um, well, these days it's nothing actually. We, you know, we we've gone out of business like a lot of people because of COVID. But um, prior to being locked down and made incapable of working, um, it, it was you know it's it's it films with people. So it's it's 
hanging out with your subjects and the people in the film as much as possible, trying to uh, t- trying to sort of eat the story out, and and that can take you, you want to give yourself as long as as long as you can, really. I mean, we're actually we are at, funny enough, we're putting a film out in three weeks, um, and that was a that was a seven it was an eight week shoot just me and another guy in Mongolia for eight weeks on, on our own. Um, so yeah, I mean, and it, 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 we were shooting every day, but, um, but yeah, you get time to think about other stuff. That's for sure. <laughs> and you like it, this unique perspective on, on humans, which I think is going very much like under the radar or misunderstood. Like I don't know. There seems to be a lot of human hating going on right now. You know, it's our fault. This this world is in the state it's in, and it's our fault. You know, we're overpopulated and all this kind of. Uh, I don't jive with it. Um, for for you, who have seen human at the the most base level, how does that make you feel when you when you see things like that talked about? I don't. I I look. People are people. You can't blame anyone for the way they are. Most people are victims of circumstance. You, if someone's if someone's doing something bad, you can normally you can no, it's, it's normally a reaction that you could track back into their past and you can realise someone did something bad to them. You know, um, one thing I would say though is when you look at the kind of stuff we get uptight about these days, I say we. I mean, I was just looking at Twitter now and all this nonsense going on in in, in America. Um, those kind of things do appear to be um, the symptoms of people with a lot of time on their hands, um, you know. Like, and you and I know that because when you when you travel to places and live amongst people whose time is taken up by physical work and just providing um, for for their, their families, you don't see so much of that um, worrying about single sex bathrooms and uh, or you know or whatever it's 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 really that simple and i think we just happen to be living at a bit of a an epoch of free time we have this kind of unbelievable amount of of freedoms and things everything gets done for us if you know if you look at the lives we lived you know 300 years ago or 200 years ago um we've been on this trajectory of just inserting the all these things into our lives that do things for us and you know i think it's it's not a it's necessarily a bad thing but one thing i have noticed because i noticed it in my myself is when you when you remove all that hardship from your life and when you remove all those tricky situations and things you have to strive for and work you have to do um it's not long before you start inserting them back in in another way because they add meaning to your life and the classic example being that, you know, I spend my whole life, well, I don't, I spend a lot of my life adding back hardship into my life and going off and doing things which I love doing. I mean, I love, you know, trekking for 500 kilometers across the mountains, you know, it's not something that you would imagine that you would do in your free time, but, but people do. And the reason we do is because we, we miss all that. And not only that, but, you know, we run expeditions all over the world. And people pay lots of money to do this. You know, like they're, they're not only – these are kind of wealthy people with um, very comfortable lives paying large amounts of money to basically 
be put through hell and have to shit down a hole in the ground rather than a toilet, you know. So, so there's obviously something in it, um, and and as far as I can tell, it's that you know we've 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 succeeded so well as humans, and you know there's a there's a I suppose there's a um, a genetic reason to, to be to, for us to to want to be lazy and to want other people to do things for us and machines to do things for us and you know because it conserves energy but but that kind of worked i suppose in in his, historically but not anymore and i think now it's it's you get a lot of lap, you've got to get a lot of people who are a little bit glazed over and and don't really know what they're doing and and they're looking for meaning and and you get a lot of meaning through hardship and and striving for things you know and instead not the prize itself but the actual process of getting there and the failures and the ups and the downs and all this stuff and and most most people are kind of trying their hardest to eradicate those things from their lives that that's that's the way i perceive it so i um but i don't blame anyone for that i think it's all hard coded into us to be honest you you can't stop yourself you know like you can't you can't ignore 250,000 years of evolution, you know, just because you've got an iPad now, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's just one of those things. And I, I think we're, we're kind of, we're, we're becoming accustomed to the 20th century now. And now we're, we're thinking, well, this isn't really doing it for me necessarily. So now I need to find some things that really do do it for me. And that, that's been my observation anyway. And you must have seen some incredible, well, I know you've seen some incredible examples of, of human action uh, in action uh, whilst, you're, whilst you're shooting. And one I watched, and I remember very vividly from, from the Human Planet series, was the guy climbing the tree to get the honey. And, oh, my God, that, that was crazy. And when, when you think about Go on. No, I just it just struck something just struck me about that because I haven't thought. Now, this was quite a long time ago. I haven't thought about those things for a while. Um, that was that was that was in the Central African Republic. Yeah. Um, but it, this is another thing I notice a lot about um, other um, cultures, let's say, or other groups of people that have a completely different way of life. Is their risk tolerance is completely different, and that's a perfect example. Um, because those guys, basically, they, they'd scale a 40-meter tree just using a bit of liana wrapped around it and wrapped around themselves. Um, I would never dream of doing that. But the only reason they do is because they don't know of another thing. Like, I would insist on a harness. We had a rope access expert there from Bristol who rigged the tree to get us all up there and all this kind of stuff. And even if I was there you know, without any of that equipment, I would still not go up there using a piece of liana. And these guys didn't have the fear, but I noticed that everywhere. It's the same, the film we are just putting out in Mongolia, uh, that we just shot in Mongolia. Their risk tolerance completely, risk tolerance is completely different as well. We would come up with a plan, like, shall we try and get over this mountain? We need to get on the other side of this mountain. And they say, yeah, cool, that, that we can do that. And they, but they'd want to bring the horses with them as well, and we'd, and we'd be faced with sort of like a, a, a cliff face. And my thought would be, well, we've just got to go back, haven't we? We can't do this. And there's like, well, we could lower the horses down the cliff, you know. And I'm thinking, what? But it comes from a completely different mindset. The mindset is, 
Um, yes, we can do that. We, you know, because because we're used to doing things that are far more risky than you, and and that's the that's a real symptom of twentieth century life in 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 countries like you know in Europe and, and America is is risk tolerance. You know, we, we we hardly take any risks, and we're trying to phase them all out. That's literally the, the the path we're on is trying to get rid of all these risks, which obviously makes sense. It makes complete sense, but but whether or not it goes too far, and whether that gets um, then, you know, programmed into the soft, into the kind of hardware and the software that runs our lives. So we ended up, we end up in these padded cells with no, no, nothing, nothing fun happening. You know, if you see what I mean. And and you know, I'm I'm rabbiting on a bit. Go on, you better carry on with that question you were you were asking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd be interested, like, if you were to look back now at at that experience where I believe you, you were hoisted up the tree as well. Uh, to to photograph the whole thing, we you climb it with with you you belay up you know you kind of walk up two ropes to get to get up the tree but uh, someone else rigs the tree they fire a line into the tree with a massive great um, what do you call it uh, slingshot and 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 then you they you know but you're 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 basically hanging off a rope which has been tested, you know, 150,000 times by the manufacturer before it ever got to you. Uh, whereas the dude that you're filming is, is, is lying back on a piece of dead liana that he's just wrapped around the tree that's holding him in place. And it's just got a little knot at the front, you know, it's, it's crazy. It, it, it's, but it, it doesn't seem crazy to him, obviously. In fact, um, he, we, we actually, at one point, I remember on that shoot, you know, when you shoot a film, it's not like you just go and shoot it and that's it. You have to shoot every scene about five times and you have to do reverse angles and this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. So you let, in, in a situation like that, you let the person climb 40 meters, get the honey and come back and you shoot as much, as much of it as you can. But then you have to go back and kind of like reshoot bits. And um, we needed him up the tree again fast. And um, we decided to sort of like hoist him up. You know, he was hanging, he was like on a seat and he was like, once he got out of his element, he was completely freaking out, even though arguably or not even arguably a hundred percent he was in a safer position sitting in this seat that was being pulled up you know on a lever pulley system than he than him climbing up himself with a little axe and a, a piece of liana so it's what you know isn't it yeah and he, he i guess in that case he'd given up complete control right with his liana and his axe he had complete control yes a hundred percent i think that, that's that's a large part of it yeah well, there's, there's a few other clips I want to talk to you about before we get into the Bitcoin stuff because, uh, and I think the, the listeners would probably tweet angrily at me if I didn't ask you about a few of these things because I'm sure everybody's seen Human Planet and we get blown away by the photography and the, and the filmmaking. And one that sticks out for me was that guy crossing the, uh, the river, which was just absolutely crazy. The, 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 the shots you guys were getting were unreal. How were you pulling that off? And what was that like? Do you, how do you, you must be shitting yourself for the people that are doing this, for the guy climbing the tree, for the guy, you know, walking across the tightrope, or, or do you have complete trust that they know what they're doing and they're not going to fall? I don't. I, I have faith in people. I literally do. I think that's quite a, a, a common mistake that, that 
like foreigners make when they go to places like that is they become like backseat drivers. And it's really, once again, it's because they're, it's like they think it's dangerous um, but because they wouldn't do it themselves. But it's, 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 you know, it's not true. Like this guy, in fact, the guy you're talking about is, um, was in Laos in, in, in Asia. Um, his, his name, what was his name? Sam Nieng. I think I can still even remember it. Is it Sam Nieng? Yeah. And, um, yeah, he was just, co- he was crossing that wire across the river daily and had been for, for years. There was no, there was no, you know, danger there for him, I suppose. Um, the danger was when I looked at it and I imagined myself doing it, it, it scared the crap out of me, you know. And I think that's what most people do. But I would never, I would never not trust his ability to do it. It's the same in all these things. And so as a result, it's not that scary, you know. The point, I mean, all, all you do in a situation like that is you make sure you're not coaxing anyone into doing anything that they wouldn't normally do. And I've always, I've never really had a problem with that because I I, I don't want to get into a situation where I feel like, oh, shit, you know, this is, this is, this is bad and I'm making this happen. Um, and my, my kind of, my, my version of documenting is very much like that on the whole. It's kind of like, see what happens and then play a part in it, but not come there with a kind of not come there with an idea that I want feel fulfilled. If you see what I mean? I mean, in the case of that one, it was pretty, it was a pretty simple shoot. Really. We knew I, we knew about the story. We'd heard about it because a, a, um, a, a Thai a Thai photographer had shot it, so we tracked down a, a, a guy who was a fisherman in, in the Mekon there, um, and um, worked out that all the fishermen have these kind of little high wires between all the islands. There, it's it's in a place called Si Phan Dom. Uh, you might have been there. It's a backpacker place that I had. I have been there myself. I'd never been to that bit of it, but I, you know. Um, it's 4,000, is it 4,000 islands? Sea Fandon, I think it means 4,000 islands. It's basically the Mekon River with thousands and thousands of islands in the middle of the river. And the guys that fish there fish on the islands. They fish the migrating fish that come up s- upstream in these amazing traps that literally just catch the fish. Fish is really bizarre. But to get to the best fishing spots, which are on the islands, they have to get to the islands. And in the rainy season, the Mekon's one of the most violent rivers you've ever seen. I mean, it's it's astonishing. It really is violent, dark, muddy, horrible water, you know. So they just rig up these wire bridges, and I use that term loosely. It's two wires, basically, a top wire and a bottom wire. Top wire's for your hands, bottom wire's for your feet. And they're like say, 50 feet long, say. And you can imagine, like I tried that when the kids go to the playground. Uh, I often try that and you end up kind of shooting around 360 degrees with your feet go up and your hands go down. So, um, yes, I, 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 I would never attempt it myself. In fact, um, some I know that, that um, was it the year we were there, after we left, we'd heard, I think, a Belgian guy who was a backpacker did actually die trying it because you can see you know the you know it, you know people young backpackers are like I was one once myself you want to try everything you want to do everything and stuff and 
And th- those guys, they just use these wires to get to and from work, you know. Um, and, yeah, one, one guy decided to have a go, fell in, and they never found him again. Or they found him, like, 100 miles downstream, I sp- whatever. I don't really know. But, but yeah. Yeah. But 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 yeah, it's not it's not scary for me. That that's quite an easy story to shoot because we have a we have like in fact the, the, there's a quite a well known picture that I took from that that shoot, and I just shot it on a bloody long lens. I think it was a six hundred mil lens, which is one of the biggest lenses you can really get. And I was right on the other side of the the, the river, and I was up to my sort of up to here in water, but I was also tied to the bank with two ropes, one going that way and one going that way. So nothing bad was going to happen to me, you know. Um, but but um, photos are, uh, you know, can be deceptive like that. It, they, they, they can make things, well, I mean, it was, it, it, for him, yes, it was, it was, in inverted commas, dangerous. Um, but arguably, you know, driving to work on the M25, is dangerous if you crash your car so you know uh, everything's dangerous to a certain degree that's a great analogy i mean if you were to flip the tables on that guy and take him off his wire and put him in the passenger seat of your car rush hour on the m25 he'd be shitting himself well exactly he can't drive he would literally get himself <laughs> he'd never <laughs> driven a car before <laughs> but um, yeah i mean it's true I, I, and this is this is um is something you learn, I suppose, just from, I've spent a lot of time amongst people who are completely different to me, you know, completely in so many ways that you have to recalibrate the way you imagine someone is, 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 is like absorbing you. I can't think of the right word. It's like you and me now we're talking and especially if we go onto the subject of Bitcoin, there's probably a hundred things will. that we already know. We already know, so we just talk nonsense. And 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 but but someone who doesn't know about Bitcoin can come in and listen to one of those conversations and and, and go, what the fuck are you talking about? What what's a nonce or what's a you know a no- <laughs> I don't know. Like it, it's quite a common thing. And um and it, you know it's the same wherever you go. You you have to assume that everyone is looking at you through a completely different set of eyes that you're looking at them. And as a result, I, I'm very trusting of people. I, I trust people. I trust, I trust people know who they are and what they're doing. And I'm, I'm not going to um, assume that I know better than them unless it's something particular that we're talking about that I might, you know, that I might do. But there, there are many facets of our lives, which we are complete rookies at these days. And, it's a shame, really, but you can't have it all, you know. Like, I wish we were more um, self-sufficient, I think, uh, us lot. I mean, you know, I, we try our hardest here. We grow food and we shoot, well, we shoot rabbits. We, you know, there's not much to eat. You can't go out and shoot elks around here or anything like that. But, um, you know, like, and but it's for fun. It's not, it's not to, it's, it doesn't give you that satisfaction of, of feeding your family. And going back to this you know, the story of the guy crossing the Mekon River, he he's he's doing that with a, a very strong purpose. I mean, it's literally, he's he's he's, he's either uh, catching fish which he feeds his family with or, or, or catching fish that he sells and and pays for the, the lives they live. And that is 
um, that's the meaning that gives him the impetus to get on that high wire every day and cross a river in a potentially dangerous situation. And we all do versions of that. You know, driving on the M25 or being in a traffic jam on the M25 every day is soul destroying. It's not. It's not. You know. And and but there are guys out there and girls, obviously, who do that for their families. Um, and they, they do it because it, they're, they're, you know, they're, 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 they're proud of who they are and that they can, that they can feed their family. So who am I to question those kind of things or, or even judge them really? You know? Yeah. And we will get on to Bitcoin. I got one more question about like the, the work that you've done and, and something that comes up within, uh, this, this kind of, um, moral dilemma of, uh, of mixing or, even discovering and documenting uh, indigenous tribes that have not ever been found before, and then all of a sudden are kind of opened up to um, you know, a, a camera or a white person or anything like that. What, what are you? Have you one of you experienced that? Have, have you ever? Um, I, I've kind yes, of yes, I have. I have experienced that before. Um, one very well. Uh, before I, when I was, um, when I just left university, actually, no, this isn't true. When I was at university, I did a, I did a, um, my, my third year dissertation in Indonesia, uh, in a, on an island called Sulawesi, uh, where we were, I was supposed to be dr- studying dragonflies for three months. And, and, but where, where we were posted to was, um, a kind of nature reserve, newly, a newly sort of named nature reserve. And um, as we got, there was like a group of six of us that were there. And I realized quite quickly that I much preferred exploring there. And we were living with a, uh, a, um, a, a small tribe called the Wana, who'd, who'd had, you know, they'd had lots of contact with the outside world. Um, but there were tribes nearby that hadn't. And we just went off looking for them. I suppose it was probably pretty irresponsible of me. I was only 19 at the time. Um, but but that was the, an experience from my perspective that completely changed my life. Uh, it, it probably is the reason why I do what I do now. And it came from a degree that I was doing in zoology that, that put me down on a completely different path. Um, but the more extreme version of that is, we, for Human Planet, we actually shot a pro, an uncontacted tribe from an aeroplane um, in Brazil, and um, the it was it was overlooked by uh, is it Funai? I can't remember. There's a, there's a Brazilian organisation that protects um, indigenous indigenous people from you know who don't want to be contacted. Um, so, but they got permission to fly. They gave the BBC permission to fly a plane um, with a Cineflex on it, which is a camera that that you can do a long shot, a steady long shot with. Or, you know, so even you know, if you're using a long lens on a on a on a, on a moving you know airplane, you need a specialist camera to be able to get a still shot that's a close up. And it was, I mean, the one of the most astonishing things I've ever seen. Um, I, I wasn't on the pl- on the flight on the flight. They wouldn't let. They'd only let one the cameraman go on there. Um, but the shot is there, and it's quite eerie to see um, people come running out of a hut, 
covered head to foot in red paint and start firing arrows into the sky, you know, and it's, um, I don't know how I feel about it. Um, because you know, this is the world and shit happens. People fly planes over lost tribes, you know, that, that kind of stuff happens. Um, um, but it never from certainly from a viewer's perspective, it was incredible. But, but, you know, I, I, like I say, I'm, I find it hard to judge people's motives, um, really, because we're all, you know, we're all flawed, you know, should, should those people be left alone? I think, yes, absolutely true. Um, but you can't help someone wanting to go and look at that thing. You know, that's, that's, um, a deeply deep set human emotion <clears throat> that, that basically got us to this point in history. You know, we were all lost tribes once, you know, <clears throat> we were all semi-nomadic or nomadic people, you know, in, in, in the, uh, you know, in Africa and 250,000 years later, we've populated the whole planet. And the reason we have is because of that thing inside us that makes us go and see what's around the corner, you know, or what's, what's that, you know, like that, the unknown thing over there. So I, I don't blame people for doing that, but, you know, arguably there's a moral case to say, no, you shouldn't do that. Um, but yeah, it, I, 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 but in that particular instance, the one with the Brazilian tribe, there was never any, um, intention of making contact with them. It was a, it was a fly out there, do, a, do two laps around the village in a plane and then go back. And it wasn't a close, it wasn't like they flew, you know, 20 foot off the ground. It was a long lens from a plane <coughs> with a steady cam. So, you know, but yeah. I, I, I don't have a right or wrong answer to that because I, you, you know, I find it hard to, to um, oh, sorry. I find it hard to. That's okay. Yeah. It's, um, it's an, it's, it's an interesting one. And it, it's, again, it's not something, I don't think there is a right or wrong answer. Um, obviously people listening might have their own view. And I think a lot of people <laughs> would say that is very a wrong thing to do. Um, I, I'm not as, I'm not so precious about things like that because I think people are people and people will do what they want to do. And, um, you can sit around judging everyone or you can do something else. You can do something yourself. You can sit around wanting to, to, to control or change people, or you can just do something yourself. And, and, uh, as far as I'm, uh, uh, I'm aware from, you know, 25 years of world travel, um, you can't really tell people what to do. They're going to do what they want to do. So, so why don't you just get on with what you're doing? And if you, and if you're, if you're comfortable flying a plane over a lost tribe, go and do it. You know, in the, in, 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 you know, in, when, when you're dead and long gone, no one will give a shit anyway. So, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I, but humans will, will pursue their passions and pursue their, their beliefs. Um, and, and if that's one of those things, it's going to happen whether you like it or not. And this is the, the the perfect entry point to a Bitcoin conversation. <laughs> you did, didn't you? <laughs> you are such a pro. I I I just sit back and let you. Too many times, I'm like, so <laughs> Jesus. So, when when did you find Bitcoin or Bitcoin find you? How, how do you feel about that? And um and and kind of why? I found it through someone, obviously. I met a guy on a plane flying out to the Middle East, told me about it. I looked into it. He was very enthusiastic about it. 
And I always that off that always pricks my interest when someone you know what Bitcoiners are like. Um, understandably so, we're very enthusiastic about Bitcoin, and the more you spend with it, the more enthusiastic you get because it's just an incredible, deep, deep uh, thing, you know. Um, and when I sort of checked it out, it it it's, it was very quickly quite obvious to me that. It's the kind of thing I, I want to get into because not only, I mean, and, you know, there's there's a thousand reasons for that. You know, um, there's the, the, but, you know, initially one of the first things that struck me was that it was um, it was a way to, to maintain some kind of, some form of cash because I've always been, like I've been, I've been a bit subversive my whole life, you know, and when I was younger especially, I was a right hippie on the road, you know, and back then, even in the 90s and the 80s, people were talking about what's going to happen in the future and cash is going to be phased out. Everyone's going to get a chip in their in, in their uh, in their thing, in their hand. And that's how everyone's going to get controlled. And that was a meme years ago, like in the 80s that we were talking about that. And. I remember back then thinking, yeah, it, it is a, pr- a real life threat to, f- to, f- to people's freedom. It really is. And um, you, we already see, you know, our, we've lived through cash disappearing and, and cash is that one sort of, s- sort of anonymous thing that gives you the power to transact anonymously. And it's a really important thing to do. You know, it's, 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 it's just self-sovereignty is a really important thing. And, and, once I had it explained to me well enough, Bitcoin then became that thing that made, gave me that sigh of relief. Because prior to that, I had thought I didn't know what the future was, and I was I was pretty um, I wouldn't say I was despondent, but I was negative about the possibilities in the future. And I often, I mean, every every day now it seems uh, something happens in the world, and I think, Jesus, thank fuck. Bitcoin exists because if it didn't, I'd be looking at that thing, whatever it is, going, "What the? F- how? What are we going to do?" You know, like, and and you know, and, and it's things like that that attract your attention to begin with, and and the money go upside of it that attracted my attention as well. That's like, wow, you know. Um, but then you get hooked in with those those kind of surface level things, and then you start understanding some quite profound things about you know what it is and and that's the journey at that point onwards and that's what keeps people there it's a very very profound thing bitcoin because it it reels you in and then it keeps you there with it with an ever increasing depth you know and i i it's it's a very i mean of course there are people that dip their toes in and then don't look, you know, and then drop out again. But most people don't, it appears. And, and there's a reason for that. And, and it's a never ending reason. It really is. I, like I say, I was just listening to that TFTC podcast today and I can't even remember what I realized. I was, I was listening to that podcast and, and something dropped, something clicked. And I went, 
oh my god, I I've got to remember that thing because I wanted I wanted to talk to you about it. I wanted to mention it, and of course I don't know what it is anymore. I've completely forgotten. It would pop back up if we went down the rabbit hole now. But I my mind yeah, yeah. currently can't hold the whole of the Bitcoin idea in in, in the, the sphere of my consciousness in one time. I hope one day I can, and and it might be that we we all can because in a way it's a young thing. You know, I'd love to be more tech savvy than I actually am. I wish I could code it. I wish I could you know, do all that kind of stuff. Um, and I can't, but, but I can, I can wrap my head a bit better around the philosophical side of it. But like I say, even then I'm, I'm pushing right to the boundaries of what I can hold at one, at one moment. Um, and, and a lot of it, it takes with all these ideas, they take time, they unfold. They're like, you know, you get a glimpse and then 20, you know, I don't know, 24 hours later, it's a bit more, and then two weeks later, you've integrated that integrated that idea into your daily life, and then you find yourself into dropping it into conversation with complete strangers yes. as well. So it's <laughs> it's very much a, 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 a virus, but viruses is has a, seems to have a negative connotation. But it's an idea. It's what well, it's a meme. It's a meme. You know, it's like a. It, it, and it spreads. It really does spread. And I, 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 I don't see it stopping in any shape or form because I'm very, I'm very conscious about those kind of things. I think I always have been, and I, and I'm still get going further. I, it's a, it's and funny. And it, it, ta- it has, I would argue it's completely taken over my life over, over the years. And it has, I no longer really care about, many of the things that I used to define myself by um, because they don't get me up in the morning, you know, and filmmaking, photography, all those things, they, they still don't really cut it for me anymore. I'll be honest with you. You know, it's not something, uh, you know, I, I, if I, I, if I could, if I right now, if I could find a place in the, in the Bitcoin world where I was actually working and not just, you know, just being a part of a of a kind of movement, let's say, um, I would right now. I would I would accept a job offer. I would accept a way below my pay grade, and I would go and do that job. <laughs> but you know, like hundred percent, move to another country. You know, I've talked to the even you know my wife. She's cool about that, which would be great. But I'm not sure quite where I fit in because my I don't know where my skill set fits in other than you know, just being a part of what it is. And, and, and it's a shame really, because I would love to be, to be a part of it, you know, in a, in a way where I was actually, you know, I, when I listen to podcasts, you know, you know, people who are, you know, I don't know, like I love, I love one of my favorite podcasts or I love just podcasts about mining. I find the whole subject of mining absolutely mind blowing. And, and I wish I, I wish I was a miner. I wish I, I, I wish I had spent the last 10 years slowly, you know, morphing into a person that mined Bitcoin on a large scale. Because I know they mine in Kazakhstan a lot. And I, I, I know Kazakhstan. I know the Kazakhstan people very well. I, I love the Kazakhstan culture, you know. And 
just just to be imagine <laughs> imagine if you if that was your job title because it is it's someone's job title they run a, they run a bitcoin mine in kazakhstan you know that's crazy man that's that's the most 2020 thing i think you can do and and i wish <laughs> i was doing it i just i just i i straddle two worlds currently and it's um it's not it's not easy you know, you you get pulled in two direct. Well, I'm getting pulled hard in one direction. I know that. That's the the Bitcoin space, but it's very hard to let go of the last 25 years um, of. And it's also a way to, I generate my my income and and everything. So, but yeah, it's a funny old funny old situation. I got a pitch. I got for a you. pitch for you. Go on. Uh, you know, um, the Humans of New York guy, the the photographer. You can be humans of Bitcoin. <laughs> and you go around, you meet Bitcoiners in real life, and you photograph them, and you document their story. Because it's, I mean, that's basically what podcasting is, right? We're just documenting your story. I'm, gonna, but, I'm but, not going to beat about the bush here. I think photography is just a bit dead. I don't, you know, yeah. I, I don't think it matters. I don't, you know, I don't think, you know, like something like that, it doesn't mean, it doesn't matter to me. It's just like, mm-hmm. why, why, you know? When you could be, I don't know, you know, I don't know, spinning up a node and far and and you know, like I don't know, just just being a part. This thing's growing, and it's and yeah. we're all a part of it. And and I want to, you know, I want to be a part of it. I don't, you know, I, I, I want to be a part of the actual thing, which is the software and the and the hardware and and the community. You know, and and you know, I suppose there's a there's an argument to be had that doing, say, you know, humans of uh, big, sorry, humans of Bitcoin, say, um, would help the cause, um, but would it? I mean, the funny thing about f- photography these days is, I mean, let's not be about the rumor, but about but <laughs> the fact of the matter is as well, everyone's story would be roughly the same as well, so <laughs> it wouldn't be that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't take long before you ran out of stories. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I suppose it could it could push push um, adoption uh, around and and but once again, I just think that's that's going to happen anyway. It's a living thing. This is what I love about um, Bitcoin, you know. And you uh, we we I've talked with Safe about this, you know. He, he, he likes talking about the more outlandish ideas about Bitcoin. Um, and and it's, it is a fascinating thing to behold because it is as if it's an alive. That, and, you know, there, there's, there's a great book I read a long time ago, um, What Technology Wants. You know, I think, is it Kevin Kelly? Somebody Kelly. And he, he, he coined this term, the technium, and and it's a kind of way of 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 talking about technology as being a living thing. And the technium began with you know sticks and stones becoming tools, um, and has evolved into what we have around us now. But it's a living thing, according to him. So you know the idea of technology is alive, and it's using us to procreate itself, or to grow, or to evolve, or whatever. And I very much see a similar you know sort of idea in what bitcoin's doing it is it's getting us to 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 create it in a in a very 
chaotic and beautiful way because no one is the perfect no one's in charge the whole thing could collapse at any time or at least that's that's the theory it's held together in such a perfect way by incentives which are almost you know which are tailor-made for human beings you know, it's, it's, it's an unbelievable technology that was created so specifically for the human mind, which is why everyone gets so bloody religious about it as well. You know, it's, it's really quite incredible. I'm, I'm pretty sure we're only still, are, I'm, me personally especially, I'm still right on the tip of the iceberg, I, you know, and, and who knows where this thing is going. Um, I think we all think we roughly know the trajectory of it, but the application of this idea of, you know, complete scarcity is 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 just uh, mind blowing, and that's where my mind just hits the edge of infinity, and I, I can no longer grasp any thoughts about it because I I don't know where it's going. It's so I, I wonder if Satoshi knew where it was going. You know, I, I I often wonder whether what kind of a mind, whether you whether something like that is something you just think of in the moment, and then the implications even to you start dropping into place many many years later. I don't know. I'd I'd love to know. What do you think? <laughs> I, I I I don't know, and that's. That is, for me, one of the the, the, the beautiful aspects of, of the whole thing that, yeah, I, I, I don't think anybody could have foreseen the, the way that it's affected, oh, I want to say so many people, but so few people at the moment because we're still so early. But the, the way, like the, I mean, you're talking about, you're talking about completely changing your lifestyle, your career, and moving countries to to be part of this thing. This is this is how massive. Do you know what you just? Port. You know what you just made me think of. Sorry to butt in, because you know you know Wyoming's a bit of a meme, isn't it? About moving yeah. to Wyoming, and isn't it isn't it in Wyoming where that giant um, um, volcano looking thing is? in uh, in uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind that attracts everyone t- t- to go towards it because there's a spaceship going to land in it. Do you know the film I mean, Close Encounters of the Third Kind? I do. It just do. occurred to me that I, I have, I didn't even realise it, but I have yeah. an attraction to Wyoming, which is very similar to that film. And yep, yep. Uh, maybe it's... <laughs> Jesus. There's, there's, maybe it's there's, another, there's another film... Again. There's another film I can tie into this, which is the film I think about all the time when Wyoming meme gets mentioned. And it's um, Dog Day Afternoon with Al Pacino. I don't know that. Okay, so, that? so Al Pacino stars in this movie and uh, it's, a, it's a classic kind of a bank robbery movie way back in the day when Al Pacino was very, very young. And there's a scene in it where Al Pacino is on the phone and he's talking to Sir, uh, his girlfriend, I think, uh, because basically they've been rumbled and the, the bank is surrounded by the police and there's no escape and whatever else. And they're trying to negotiate their escape with the hostages as um, as the collateral. And he, there's a classic scene where he says to his girlfriend on the phone, because he's, his partner in crime is a bit dumb, and uh, he says... Uh, Right, we've got to we've got to escape somewhere. Where should we escape to? We've got to we've got to think of a different country to go to. And his partner in crime says Wyoming, 
So when he's talking to his girlfriend on the phone, he says, I'm stuck in here with a freaking guy who thinks Wyoming is a country. <laughs> and so now I'm thinking, well, Wyoming, what's happening there with the, all the legislature and the, the regulation and the bank and talk about um, U.S. states exiting uh, each other and the, and the U.S. splitting up. Could Wyoming become a country? And could Bitcoin tie this whole meme from that film up? And it's just nuts every time I feel, uh, not, think about I'm it. I'm not being funny, but I would, at the drop of a hat, move to, well, anywhere I'd be on it. Well, no, that's not true. Not anywhere. Um, you know, some I would follow the cause um, if I if I could if I could I, I mean what I would love and I would love to spend more time around Bitcoiners that's the thing and as far as I can tell working in the Bitcoin space um, is the best way to do that because where we are here like I live literally miles from anywhere in the middle of the the hills in mid Wales and it's lovely. But there isn't another. The nearest Bitcoiners are in Cardiff and Bristol. You know, we we go to Bristol. I've I've met. We've been. We've started a new group down there. Just we did the first one last month. You know, and there was, well, there was four people to start with, which went down to three, and two of them were me and the guy that who you know. I won't mention his name, but who kind of started it. So you know, um, but I yeah, I would love to be working with people who are Bitcoiners. And if that meant moving to Austin in Texas or Wyoming, yeah, I'd do it. I would. We're, we're moving. We've got, I mean, it's part of the, it's part of the native mindset as well of, of, of Bitcoin is realizing that you're, you're self-sovereign and you're not sovereign to anywhere in particular. And I, and I definitely feel that. And I kid, I, you know, I, I kid you not, I've had in the last two years, I've been having that conversation with people. Look, where do you see yourself in, you know, five years' time? And we're talking geographically here. We're not talking, um, you know, how do you, you know, whatever. And where I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, people mention Portugal, Wyoming, you know, here, there, and the other. But um, I, 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 I do believe that, and whether this happens in our lifetimes or not, I don't know, but... We are, all these online communities are starting to manifest in real life. And that is a blatantly obvious thing to me. Sorry, my daughter's just coming in. What do you want? That's okay. No, you can't, love. Leave us alone for a bit. I think I'll be sorry. Um, he, uh, sorry, that's <laughs> Alice, she wants to come and see. <laughs> it's good that she does, but um, it's, it'll, she'll distract me. I know she will. I don't normally let her into my office. <laughs> um, no, you know the online communities are manifesting in real life, and it's a it, it's it's going to continue because it started even it started for me my my prior to almost prior to this year actually my only connection with Bitcoiners has been online, and in the last year we've for the first time I don't know why it was I I just thought Do you know what I'm not I'm not reaching out enough I'm just I'm a lurker I've always been a lurker you know. And I, I was fine with that. Um, but I think for some reason in the last sort of, yeah, two years to a year, it, it suddenly occurred to me that actually um, it needs, it, it's more important to sort of meet in real life. 
and then so I started going to meetups, you know, and and now you know I'm, I'm it's opened the door to understanding that I would, if the opportunity arose, go anywhere in the world to be part of a group of people building, you know, with Bitcoin. I would, and 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 my my former life doesn't really matter. It doesn't. It seems inconsequential, and not just. It's not like I'm just let it go. It's like I've been doing the same thing for 25 years, and I've you know I've kind of I hit a ceiling quite a long time ago, and based upon what I expect out of life, you know I got everything I wanted. I achieved most of the things I wanted, and um, I've been chugging along for the last four years, let's say, at a nice place where, you know, you don't have to look for work, work finds you kind of thing. Um, but it doesn't get me up at six o'clock in the morning to, to listen to a podcast about Bitcoin. <laughs> you know, you know it, it doesn't do that to me anymore. That, <laughs> that bit, you know, Bitcoin and the whole, everything that's going on in the Bitcoin world is what actually would make me, you know, move the earth. So, um, you know, yeah, it's fascinating. Have you ever thought about where you might end up? You're in France at the moment, aren't you? Yeah. Is uh, that why France? Why did you are, you? are you there temporarily? Yeah. Um, we're we're everywhere temporarily now. We're on planet Earth permanently, but anywhere temporarily is the way I kind of look. Do you have at any it. ideas longer to like? Do you have any? Do you have a sense of where 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 you're going? I'm very much like you. I've got my eyes peeled for where there's going to become a concentration of Bitcoiners and where I can be around people that share this. Bitcoiners are going to rebuild communities. I think for me, that's a citadel. It's not wall yourself in. It's, um, you know, a a country will become Bitcoin friendly. Well, um, Kayvon Devani's talked about this on his podcast, and he had uh, Titus Gable on, who, who wrote a book about um, free independent cities and, and how they're going to start springing up. And that that is just going to attract Bitcoiners like moths to a light. And when that starts happening, when we can all be together and building stuff together in real life and in, um, in meat space and sharing ideas and, and adding value to each other, you know, watch this thing go. But but for us, yeah, I'm like you. I, I we 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 didn't choose. We well, didn't. you've just described <laughs> everyone meeting, and that 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 also sounds like a complete nightmare. Yeah. Like, I mean, look at Twitter for God's sake. <laughs> like, look at crypto Twitter. Yeah. And and imagine now you put all those people in the same. <laughs> In the same town. Exactly. Um, I hope they'd be more polite in real life. <laughs> oh no, not polite. Actually, um, I'm 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 over I'm overstating here. I find the Bitcoin community is phenomenally welcoming, phenomenally welcoming, and it's a it's a great place because we all understand what we're doing and why we're doing it. And when someone new comes, you really want to do the best for them. You really do want to do the best for them. You don't want them to, 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 to make the mistakes that you may have made or whatever. But, but also there are a lot of, because it's a, it's a, it's a chaotic, you know, I don't know who, who said it. Was it Pierre? I don't know. Someone on Twitter said Bitcoin is for enemies. And I thought, what a profound statement that is. It's absolutely true. You know, that is the, that is the truth. Bitcoin is for enemies. And as a result, 
you know, if you if you move to somewhere because you know there's a bunch of bitcoiners there, your enemies are there too, and it's just like real life. You know, and that's the thing. You know, be 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 careful that you don't have this idea of a. You know, I've I've never been comfortable like you with the citadel idea. I I, I the memes. You can never tell whether people are being serious about it or not. Yeah, I know it's a meme, but I I don't like the idea of um, you know future uh, you know idealistic places. I don't like the idea of that in general because they never they're never what they are. They're never what they, they, they're said to be and they never have been, you know, and I find, you know, so, so my, my interpretation of that would be, it's just like this, except Bitcoin's there, <laughs> you know, like people that, that uh, live their lives expecting to go to heaven, you know, what's heaven like? Uh, it's probably just like this. This is, is the same as this. It's not, you know, this is heaven. You know, I'm having a great time. I love my life. I love everything I'm doing. I can't imagine that heaven would be any better than this, if you see what I mean, you know, like, and I think the, the future of, of, of Bitcoin communities is probably the same. It's got the same people that you know in real life. It's got idiots. It's got great people that you'll have solid relationships with. It's got all that and Bitcoin. Hopefully though, and this is the kicker, the, 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 you know, how do I put it? The, the fact that you're united by the notion of Bitcoin hopefully sets some ground rules. And one of them, I hope, would be load time preference. I, 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 I think it's hard to go deep into Bitcoin without getting that without understanding that it it's the one thing that appeared that I've noticed has changed everyone I've ever seen get into it even one of my best mate who I won't mention who she is but she she's been literally the worst person with money I've ever known her my I've been we've been best mates for years her whole life and the moment I don't know which came first but the moment she got good, she started thinking about like, you know, self responsibility and looking at, you know, and money and, and the future and stuff. That was the point she had, she ended up having a wallet with some Bitcoin in. And I, like I say, I'm not sure which came first, but they're one and the same and they're very, very intricately connected. You know, if you're, if you under, if you, if you di dive a little bit into Bitcoin, you don't have to go far. Um, that's one of the first things that that that, that, gra that grasps you, and that may change in the future because I think a lot, you know, a lot of people understand that through the notion of holding Bitcoin because they perceive it has a higher value in the future, um, and that makes them save. And 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 then the more they save, the more they realise, Jesus, I'm actually saving some money. I'm not spending some money. Why am I saving this money? Oh, it's because I think, you know, that 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 this money has value at a point in the future. Um, and that's a real profound thing for people. I mean, it, it's, it's true. It's true what people say about inflation and, and, you know, income, you wouldn't, you know, it's, it really is. You, 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 you do save for the future. Um, and you do also understand things like that when you, when you start, for example, I have a family, most family people I know, the moment they have kids, they start their time preference changes as well. And um, they're, they're all good as far as I can tell. I, 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 don't, I don't see many downsides in, in lowering your time preference. It does seem to have a lot of upside. 
and and there's probably some stuff I'm missing, but but I can see that that's all good. And if 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 Bitcoin's promoting that, and you notice that amongst Bitcoiners, the stuff they like, it tends to be low time preference. A lot of Bitcoiners are a big family, like family people. You know, they think you know, they 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 think they think long term, and it, it's part of the meme, isn't it? It's like. Uh, but there's a reason for it, and and I think it's all good, and I and I hope the more the, I think I hope it spreads, I really do. Hey, while I remember, sorry to to blab on, um, I just I just I was just thinking about something from that podcast because they were talking about Ethereum versus Bitcoin, and it it's occurred to me quite obviously it's so quite obvious to me now that um, the you know the the kind of what what you see in America at the moment, you know, um, Democrats versus Republicans. It's a it's a, a you know a right wing versus a left wing thing. It's a personality trait thing, you know. I, I I've, I've I've you know I think we've all known that for years. You know, this is why you end up with with fifty fifty you know choices to be made a lot in those kind of situations. You you, you know, depending on your genes and and how you grew up, you you often tend towards you know the right side of the spectrum or you tend towards the left side of the spectrum and that's what and you and it's pretty evenly distributed around uh, around the you know the population and i just it occurred to me listening to that podcast how bitcoin versus ethereum is very much a, a kind of like slightly right versus slightly left thing isn't it and all the memes are as well it's so cheesy the kind of the, the ethereum memes are very like you know bitcoin is a, a, are all about low time preference and long-term solid kind of like, don't change it, keep it, keep it the same. Don't change it. And that's a very, that's kind of like, that's the right wing, you know, and, and Ethereans are like, Oh, you know, it's evolving. If ETH point two coming, it's changing. The rules are all changing. It's very left wing, you know, and, and that's what's happening. That's I, 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 I do believe that now that's going to be one of the big, um, you know, splits in, in the world of, I suppose, crypto, um, you know, is, is, and that's, that's, you know, that, that seems to be happening now. And I, which is kind of a shame because I think you, you, you need, you need both. You need like people, sort of people who veer left are great at innovating and people who veer right are great at maintaining, you know, and I think that's why Bitcoin needs some really solid maintainers because the, the most obvious and important factor about it is that it doesn't change. You know, it, low time preference doesn't work when things change. You need to be able to rely on that thing for a thousand years. And, and I've no doubt there will be great wars, internal wars over people wanting to change it and people not wanting to change it, as we've seen, obviously. You know, like, you know, like the forks uh, is, 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 is a great example of this, but... But it is it, it is fascinating to wonder what the future will hold for something that, by its nature, shouldn't be changed because it goes against a lot of things that humans that we as humans kind of like think about, you know, you know. And it, but it is it's true. You need you need that rock, that solid rock foundation somewhere in your life in order to to be able to sort of build upon it and um it would be a very um sad shame if if somehow 
the protocol um i don't know i don't know enough about it actually but but i it, it you know because obviously it has changed a little bit over over the last 12 years um but um but yeah yeah i i, I don't know enough about the the tech side of it i wish i did i feel i'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a charlatan now i'd love to be able to sit down and talk hard coding and and, and lines of code and stuff but i can't um you know well, um, all right. Yeah. Well, we'll get into it. Well, I think um, I was probably getting towards the the last question anyway, mate. Which um, I don't know. Uh, oh. Listen to the show that much, uh, but if you had uh, one red pill left to give to someone, who would that person be, and why? Do you by red pill? Do you mean an orange pill? <laughs> oh, you're an orange man. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, no, I don't know. A red pill, red pill could be, in my world, a red pill is everything. (laughs) But an orange pill is basically the Bitcoin pill, Pill. the Bitcoin part of red pill. Yeah. (laughs) So an orange pill, yeah. Orange pill. If you had one, who would I give it to? Oh, God, I don't know. I just think it's happening anyway, mate. I, I don't think, look, you can't give an orange pill to just anyone. You can only give an orange pill to people that want to swallow that pill. So I don't know who that white mate might be. I might say to you, yeah, I'd love to give it to Trump, uh, you know, but Trump doesn't want an orange pill. He never will do. So what's the point? You know, you, you want to, you want to give it to those people that, that, that are receptive, who would take it forward. And to be honest, I think that's probably a lot of youngsters, a lot of the younger generation. I think, um, you know, they're the ones that are going to bring all this stuff forward more so than any of us can possibly do at the moment, because it's just a thing. It's like, it, it is, it is, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a pandemic, <laughs> except a good one, <laughs> you know, you can't stop it. You can't stop it spreading. Um, you you so so it's just a matter of time that that's what it appears like to me um and and the reason i know that's true is because like even my missus is into it you know and and that's simply because she's been infected by me you know and i've and i and she's been around me long enough to now she cares about it and now you know if i if i mention something even things like you know i don't know low time preference or anything like that they are now things that we talk about that that are part of our discussions you know and and with the kids even and things that i've like like one of see one of the greatest things i i think one of the greatest things that bitcoin does is it's it gives you an archetypal example of the perfect way to protest right and this has been a real big thing for me because I, I, I went, when I was younger, I, I, when I sort of started out in the media, I was very much a part of the protest movements and, um, you know, any, anything like that. And, but I never quite sort of fitted in. I did, you know, the notion of kind of protesting to authority never really gelled with me, but I didn't understand an alternative um, but but Bitcoin gives you that really obvious alternative, and that is, you know, 
like instead of protesting about you know xyz you just start using it and you you don't need to ask anyone really necessarily you don't need to you know you just do it you create it and it's like you ignore that and you do that and that thing grows there's no protest there you know there's no protesting to authority and and that stuff i even tell my kids now you know <laughs> like alice i i said to her the other day you know i fully expect you to grow out of protesting to authority because that's what they do i mean you learn that at home you know dad can i do this no oh can't why not because you this that and the other okay you know but i am i'm very i'm very cognizant to, to mention to them also that this is something you'll grow out of when you get so you know self sovereignty you should you should remember that you know you should remember but but my 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 middle daughter the one i said you know who's who's probably going to be the the hardcore bitcoiner she already does it and it's so beautiful and i'll give you an example one time <laughs> um like we don't really let them watch telly in our house it's very random when they're allowed to watch tv and um, the first time that she was told she couldn't watch something that she really wanted to watch, she went off. She disappeared, and she didn't. She didn't. She didn't like complain or cry or anything. And and we didn't see her for a while. And later on, I popped upstairs, and in her bedroom, she had drawn an, a, a TV. I cut it out. She'd drawn a remote control, and she'd cut that out. And she was sat on her bed like that. <laughs> and I just thought that is absolutely perfect. That is the way you do it. She's going to go far. And then later on, like about a year later, because I'm a photographer, obviously, I bought her a, a, a small camera, and it, it's 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 a, it's a little, it's a kid's camera. It's called a kiddie zoom. A very rudimentary, like big pink camera for kids to learn about photography. And before long, she'd worked out that she could record the TV with the camera and then sneak up to her room <laughs> and watch programs back on it. And I'm like, you've got to respect that. That is that is the way you deal with things that you don't like. You don't protest to me and try and get me to, you know to make, to allow you to watch TV, you create an alternative and then you do it. And, and, you know, it, it's, it's, it's so perfect, you know, so, That's what you know, going back to, yeah. what's that? Satoshi did. He, well, exactly. I know. You can't. Monetary system. He didn't go yeah. like burn down a central bank. He just created Bitcoin or she. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, it, and it's, and that's one of the, like, this is why it's so beautiful. It's so perfect in the, in so many ways, because it, it is, an, it's in a, for, for so many things, it's an alternative. And, and, and we really, and in 2020, we really need that alternative. That's, that's my um, observation of what's going on. Yeah. Same for me, man. Well, Tim, we, I'm going to leave it there, mate, because I fear if we don't stop it at some stage, we will just go for four hours and we've already done an hour and a half. So I really want to thank you for, for coming on and um, for, for your past work as well, as, as, as much as you probably um, don't take the, uh, the plaudits for it, it's incredible the work that you've done in the past and it's been enjoyed by so many people. And it's so educational as well. 
I love watching it with my kids and having them exposed to what you did the hard work and the hard yards, putting the hard yards to go out and find and document and, and, you know, turn into educational content for us. So uh, thanks very much, man. Where can, where can people come and find you and, uh, and interact and. Well, I'd love, <laughs> I'd love more followers from the crypto world or certainly I'd love more Bitcoiners to follow me on Twitter because um, my, you know, like I say, I straddle two worlds and the only way I can get any engagement with a Bitcoin tweet is to tag safe. And, and if he retweets it, then, then I get like, I get other people seeing it. But normally if I just write a profound Bitcoin tweet, it gets like three likes from some, because, I, you know, 100% or 99% of my followers come from my former life. Right. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'd love, I'd love it um, if, if that would happen. But um, yeah, look, just go on Twitter. You'll find me quite easily. Uh, also, it might be worth mentioning um, in, I think it's the 21st of November, we're, we're just going to release our latest film. We're just going to release it for free on YouTube, do a YouTube premiere because everyone's in lockdown and, and everyone's pissed off and, you know, we thought we'd do that. So um, we're running a premiere of our latest film, which is like, it's a, it's a little small film. It's an hour long, but it's a little personal project I did with a friend of mine where we, uh, we went on this massive trip, a six-week trip to climb Mongolia's tallest mountain and, and had a lot of fun along the way. So... Um, so if you, if you look on, I, I'm about to upload it to, to, tomorrow morning to, um, to YouTube. Um, so I'll send you the link and then you can put it in the show notes. Um, but, um, yeah, come and watch that if you, if you really want to. And, and, and like, if anyone's got any ideas about where I can find, um, <laughs> my place in the Bitcoin world, I'm all, my DMs are open <laughs> as they say, <laughs> because, um, because they're, they're, I must fit in somewhere. I don't just want to be uh, uh, an observer, you know. I really don't. So if anyone's got any ideas, let me know because I'm, I'm all ears. That's awesome, mate. And I'm sure that, that there's probably thousands of Bitcoin followers following Tim Allen, the actor, rather than Tim Allen, the photographer. So <laughs> what, what's your handle, mate? Let, let's make sure... Oh, that year doesn't end uh, up with it. <laughs> no, they won't. Tim Allen's probably got two million followers. Wait a minute, I'll have a look. My handle. I don't really know what my handle is actually. Oh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Timothy Allen. Look, you're, look I, you know, you can't miss it. If you look at it, you, uh, you know, uh, uh, well, I follow you, don't I? Do I follow you? Yeah. If it says I follow you, then that's don't follow Tim Allen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, that will be right up there in the title of this show, so people can come and find you. Mate, I really appreciate right. this. Thanks for, um, thanks for your time and uh, thanks for introducing Alice and, and bringing her on and uh, look forward to meeting you and your family one day because I got three daughters and a son uh, so they can all hang out and talk Bitcoin dad stuff. Sure, yeah. Well, funnily enough, I mean, yeah, we should end it there. <laughs> but um, we, are, we, 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 are, we are planning a trip. Like before lockdown, dude, we... we we were about to head off on a massive trip. We bought a Hymer and, um, uh, you know, like we, but as we got locked down and so we went away all summer down to Cornwall for eight weeks. Once the lockdown finished, 
but we're still planning as soon as as soon as all this shit gets fucking sorted in i reckon it'll fizzle out in march that's my 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 um right. kind of prediction we're gonna head off we're just heading off we're gonna do we're gonna go into europe in the van and just live in the van for a year oh. that's the plan is it us we've already had didi taihutu and his family come and shack up on the front lawn so we've got the room you're you're welcome you anytime Hey guys, thank you for listening to that show and thank you so much, Tim, for taking the time to come on and share all of that knowledge and insights and the behind the scenes stories from Human Planet, which for me was such a, an amazing, I remember vividly, uh, you know, thinking about getting home from work to, because I knew I'd be able to get home Kiss the, kiss the kids goodnight, have a little bit of time with them, have a nice dinner with my wife and just settle in and watch the next episode of Human Planet because we had the box set back in the days of DVD. Such an amazing piece of work and to have the opportunity to get to talk to you about that and hear your stories and to know that you're a Bitcoiner as well is very humbling and brilliant and I hope everybody has taken a lot out of this episode. For me, the standout points, talking about the, obviously the, the behind the scenes stuff in Human Planet, climbing that tree, watching that guy get the, the honey out of that canopy that was just so high. Talking about the lost tribes and tying all of that into you know, primal instincts of, of, of humanity and what makes up our species. And then also tying everything in somehow back to Bitcoin, which is, as we say all the time, all roads lead to Bitcoin. And so many of these past life experiences that we've had, you can look back on them now. Now you found Bitcoin. You can look back on them like, huh, that was... That was actually my first stepping stone. That was my first peek into the rabbit hole that was just, uh, you know, a, a, a tiny hole in the ground. It hadn't even been built yet. But all of these past experiences, they just compound and compound and compound. And when you do actually find the rabbit hole that Bitcoin has created, blown the bottom out of those holes. And we can all just start tumbling down it and joining all of these dots along the journey is just amazing. Really appreciate you sharing all of that, mate. Um, wish you all the very best with the future. You know, you said in the episode, you've, you feel as though you've achieved everything that you can in, in your chosen career. And now you're looking to add something back in a big way to the Bitcoin space. And I'm sure there's so many things that you could do and i hope many people reach out to you with ideas or are willing to bounce ideas off you and yeah. <laughs> i mean we're all part of this and we're all here to help each other out so i there's no doubt in my mind that some goodness is going to come from this all the best with your new film you mentioned it there i'm gonna have the links in the show notes you're going to re, um, release that on Twitter. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, on Twitter and YouTube for everybody to watch. 
Let's go help Tim out, get as many shares, likes, comments, whatever he needs under YouTube to really push this thing forward and help out a fellow Bitcoiner with, with his work. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Really, I know I say it every week. I hope you feel it. It, it is amazing. There's so much more to come from the show. I've managed to reach out to some really amazingly interesting people. I'm loving this mix of plebs and superstars. I think it's working really well. I get just as good feedback on the pleb shows as the, the superstar shows. Uh, so I'll just keep doing what I'm doing and, and hope you guys are enjoying it. As always, I'll finish off with a quick shill for CoinFloor who were the first to sponsor the show. That's Obi at Obi. And go visit at CoinFloor. And if you're in the UK, you can start stacking sats with CoinFloor at coinfloor.co.uk forward slash bitten. Big news from across the pond. Swan Bitcoin, the ultimate Bitcoin team over there in the US. They've finally got the regulation for New York. You can go start stacking if you live in New York. And that's once, uh, excuse me, Swan Bitcoin forward slash bitten and go support Corey and Jan and all of the rest of the team that are doing some great work there. Thanks everybody for listening. Thank you for sharing, retweeting, commenting, reviewing. I don't know what it is you guys do. Memeing. It's brilliant. I love it. It's all great. Very, very humbling. Let's go. We're headed to the moon. We're in it together. Let's build a brighter future. Thanks so much and take care.